Welcome back, everybody, to Speaking Llama, a survivor podcast covering what is arguably the biggest episode of U.S. Survivor Season 45, uh, Episode 11. We're here. I'm Caleb, joined by Alex, as always, to react and recap to the latest episode of U.S. Survivor. Alex, I don't know about you, but I am a just a well of emotions tonight. <laughs> Emily went home. I love him. I've loved her since episode three uh, and her little whole arc of redemption. Uh, I was excited to watch the Reba Alliance implode and it started to do that. Uh, and then I am left flabbergasted at what happened at this tribal. That's how I'm doing tonight. How are you? <laughs> I mean, pretty calm compared to that. Uh, Caleb, you are fired up tonight and I can't wait to hear more of how fired up you are um it is okay being with you i am sad because our last episode it was so much better because we had owen and cassidy from season 43 if you haven't listened to that go listen to it subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, spotify instagram at speaking llama all that stuff um i'm great i yeah, I, mean, I, I mean how do you top that episode right like we got to hang I, out we with can't right two also, survivor legends right also your your insight on this is the biggest episode of 45 uh, I think uh, Caleb and his 12 nullified votes would uh, say otherwise. No, I mean, I would say that had big ramifications. That was a big moment in the Survivor history, a uh, big moment for the season. But this is arguably the most important episode in terms of how the game is going to shape out. Because we could have gone a direction that was just three before hanging out together. We could have seen the removal of one of those four uh but ultimately emily goes home so it's a big episode and it is the, the tease for next time on survivor oh. is seems like it's going to be even more chaotic which like i want some upset people at one another on survivor like when was the last time we've had that and in terms of like the like gamesmanship of it right like yes. you broke trust with me so i'm upset at you it makes for good television yeah. Oh, I can't wait for next week. And and even, you know, Drew throwing the the lid of the pot away and it, it the way it was teed up, you know, was like, yeah. you know, uh, Katura and Jake now who haven't been working closely together are now a new potential new alliance. Yeah. Drew and Julie, who have been working together, are now broken up and you have the star-crossed lovers in the middle, Austin and Dee, who are at a crossroads figuring out what to do because each of their other respected closest allies are now fighting after that tribal council can't wait for next week but we're not talking about next week we're talking about this week right now we, so let's get into it we are talking about this week uh you know if you this is your first time joining us welcome uh go listen to our other episodes but we always do a our just immediate reactions to the episode we just got off, which is why I'm so fired up right now. Uh, and so we'll do a little bit of a recap, but to kind of kick us off, uh, Alex, I want to talk about the very first part of the episode. And in particular, the do we have a new Boston Rob and, and Amber uh, on the horizon? Caleb, I love love. Um, I'm an emotional guy. And this is... <laughs> Caleb, uh, would you like to comment on that? <laughs> I'm a sensitive on, guy. I'm not I've, maybe not an emotional guy, but I'm a sensitive guy. I've been on plenty of the brutal, cold-blooded Alex blindsides in board games. Uh, so I don't emotional is not what I would call you. It's my love language. Um, 
<laughs> no, I, oh gosh, I love it. My favorite thing was we texted each other at the same time, which we often do. Usually it's the exact same statement, even down to the word throughout the episode. Uh, but we, I started texting you, your little um, texting bubble came up on, on my phone and I say, oh my gosh, this is adorable. Uh, and, and I can't, what did you say? Like, this is gross or something. I said, I said, Oh, bar. (laughs) (laughs) So that just says the difference between the two of us. Uh, I'm all about it. And, and it is fun because, you know, it wasn't just this like kind of, um, silly, like showman storyline that doesn't really go anywhere. That showman storyline actually had major ramifications for this episode and was the catalyst for the chaos of this episode. And and I think it's going to continue into next week. So really, I, I, I love it. And we, I mean, Boston, Rob and Amber, they were not at a point where they had to vote out each other's other closest allies um, and, and were in the same situation as D and Austin. So one could say they were they are a bigger no. power couple of survivor no, than boston not. robin amber Abs- one could say not. that i didn't say that one could say that though. one could say that uh, and i wholeheartedly fundamentally disagree only only topped by um chelsea and dean season 39 but obviously that's the like cream of the crop showmances uh, but yeah <laughs> but i my part of my barf was out of even just being compared to Boston Rob and Amber, like you're you're not there yet. Uh, when when you write a D on your on your arm and you tell the camera this this D is for is for D, <laughs> she's thinking about me like Rob that Rob did in All Stars. We can talk, but until that point happens, you know, have your little showmance. It's great, uh, but also in all seriousness, uh, you're right, Alex. It is a important and crucial part of the season. And I appreciate the fact that, you know, maybe it seems like the, there were some, at least early on, uh, like their relationship was, you know, forming and growing, but it really hasn't been until these last couple of episodes that we've really seen like, oh, this is actually a thing that's happening, which was likely developing the whole time. Because typically what happens, as you kind of alluded to, Alex, is that there's this little fling that happens and it doesn't really go anywhere. And more, more often than not, the uh, woman of the showmance is the one that gets voted out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's just like not disappointing. But we have seen in Survivor history the power of the showmance. And so that, that's my question for you, Alex. Like, what is the like, I, I, what do you define as a true showmance? Uh, and oh. in, in what way is it like a benefit and a and a negative for survivor gameplay oh hey this is a big question i listen i i'm fired up hard-hitting questions that's <laughs> oh, what you geez. got tonight how do you define a showmance i mean i i believe in definite by definition it was created i believe from big brother but i'm not positive uh in the early 2000s but i mean <clears throat> there's a fine line between showmance and romance right showmance originally was this idea that it's a fake romance just yep. on a show and that's it to serve a purpose together or and even if that purpose is just like waiting time like spending time together just to not be bored but um you know i think and and i say this i I jokingly say this bigger than boston robin amber but i really do think like it's almost an underplayed thing this season up until the last couple episodes because of how big that vote was and because I think a lot of people at this point have really warmed up to Emily and really loved Emily for several weeks now. And I know for me and a lot of other people, she was at the top of the winner list looking at yep. the final seven. 
So obviously there was lots of moves that happened as a result of the showmance, but for Austin to tell D and to struggle with that to say like, Hey, I'm blind signing D's closest friend out here. Um, how do I say that to her? And for her to struggle with that of, well, I, I don't want to ruin my trust with Austin, but I don't want to lose Julie. What do I do here? I mean, it was huge. It was huge. Um, Caleb, what was your second question about showmances? I, I think just more in general, I, you know, we see yeah. Robin Amber. Yep. We see here the the power of it happen. And we've seen how it's been a negative, but I, I suppose really like any other thoughts just on the, like the weight that a true mm-hmm. like power, not just power couple, but a showman, or I guess, I guess the kind of, I would classify a showmance in that power couple kind mm-hmm. of category. Yeah. Um, and, and the power and danger that both of I, any power couple mm-hmm. has in the game. Yeah. Well, it's two votes, right? And I do think what Austin and D have done really well this season is they have not isolated themselves just to be the two. They also yep. have someone else that they are arguably just as close or more close to D being Julie, Austin being Drew. Um, and that kind of diffuses this power of the showmance because I, where Matt and Franny uh, last season kind of seen as a couple, like they weren't a couple, but they were kind of like perceived as that. Yeah, I um, think so. And I don't think that's a reason why Matt, you know, first got voted out, but um, a lot of times think, that can be it, right? I think like it was Chelsea a contributing factor to okay. Matt being voted out, right? Like from from what I remember, uh, I I don't know that it was like, oh, we have to get Matt out because he's in a show man's with Franny. Uh, it was more of a, oh, those two are kind of close. We need someone to vote out. Yeah, let's just go ahead and like kind of take out this factor. Right. Yeah. Like that, that could be an issue later on. Right. Well, and, and, you know, spoiler alert for season 39, episode three, I think. So skip past 30 <laughs> seconds if you haven't seen it. But for Chelsea and Dean, right, like they they weren't a showman. They came out afterwards right. saying, like, we were not in a relationship. We were not like we were, we were friends out there. We like spooned together to stay warm. But Chelsea's alliance, who was in the majority of an all female alliance, turned on her thinking that like, hey, the threat of a couple is going to be too much for this. Even episode three, you know, day seven, day eight, we're going to take her out just in case. Um, so Drew, Drew, not Drew. I was going to say D and Austin um, have really done an incredible job of masking that. I think the Reba four in general has done a great job of masking about how close they are. But those two in particular, really close. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. I, I'm on the... Um, I, I was going to come up with a couple name, but no, their names don't no. really work together. Dawson. Dawson. <laughs> yeah, it's that, that's something. Um, well, let, let's move on in the episode. We'll, we'll kind of see how this develops. I mean, yes, Alex. Jers D. Mikes. No, that was a good try calling back to the sandwich, um, <laughs> revenge sandwich, which I'm disappointed we did not get more of a confessional like after the fa- after it was completed. That's yeah. like, we, you know, I think we kind of got an allusion to his revenge being completed, but I, I really wish we'd have gotten a like, like that's sandwich, for my like, sandwich. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> so missed opportunity, Austin, to like write you know, a sandwich or Jersey Mike's. Uh, yeah. Awesome. On... We, we have notes <laughs> <laughs> we have, next time. Go back in time and do these things differently for our enjoyment. <laughs> uh, the next topic, Alex, is not so much about a, a question, really, as an acknowledgement no. of the big information. What big new reveal? I, I, 
the story of Katura mm-hmm. and her background. Uh, really vulnerable stuff out there. Uh, really appreciate Katura being to, willing to go on national television. Uh, tell us, uh, mm-hmm. tell her castmates. And uh, I cannot imagine what that experience was like. Um, I really appreciated the way that she shared it uh, and the reflection on it and, and kind of helping us put ourselves in her shoes. And it just gives me a better understanding of who Katura is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I'm most disappointed is that we this is the first time we're seeing it yeah. or hearing about it. And who knows when she had this confessional with her tribe mates. Um, but what I'm, I think I'm disappointed in production because this whole time, all mm-hmm. I've gotten from Katura is this one note of, I hate Bruce. Bruce is really annoying and I want to get Bruce out. And look at the depth of Katura, right? And so right. I'm not that surprised that that's the case. I just wish I would have seen it sooner. Yeah. And the irony that like we're getting this, the episode after Bruce goes home too, yeah. is yeah. not lost on me. Uh, I'm with you. I mean, really grateful for Katura's story and and vulnerability uh to to say that on um on tv but yeah i've been really fascinated with her because even the first episode uh my girlfriend and i we were watching uh and we were reflecting back on like the first episode like she came across as a badass of like lying to jake straight to his face about being a lawyer and now we're finally getting that callback again now that bruce is gone we're getting that callback but she was so watered down to that one note and even last week, I, I saw a video from her on social media, and um, I, I don't remember the full story and context, but she gave a little bit more clarity on, like, you know, that challenge where they were standing above the water, kind of holding on, and Jeff's big, you know, making it a moment uh, yeah. thing that he does. And she was like, it's not that I was scared of water. If I was scared of water, I would have said it. Like, I was having a panic attack, and I was scared. Yep. I didn't know what was happening. And Jeff just claimed it was because I was scared of the water. And so even for that, like feels very watered down. Um, yeah. You know, she mentions with the um, letter from home that, you know, I'm actually, you know, haven't spoken to my mother in several years. Why am I getting this letter? That feels very manipulative from production in my mind of like throwing trauma in your face in the middle of a reality TV show competition feels very wrong to me. But so I'm just, I'm really fascinated with Katura and her story and I'm, hopeful that kind of after the season there's going to be a little an opportunity for Katara to kind of share her story a little bit more and it seems like she's able to on social media which is helpful yeah absolutely so a big shout out to Katara really happy that we got to see more of her story this season um to see kind of the more complete character uh, of the show that she is and the, and the person behind that character you know for just to clarify alex we often use the language of characters on this tv show because we recognize that there's much more to each of these people mm-hmm. uh, and we are shown a very small edit uh, of that that is a story being told by producers and so i also wanted to use this moment as well to shout out to uh, this season of Survivor and to production, we have given production and the editing and just Survivor as a whole a hard time in this new era. But the benefit of the 30 minute episodes has been the ability to get to know these characters uh, and, and these people. And I feel like more than any other season so far, I have a better understanding of who these people are. And that's just a really refreshing thing to feel mm-hmm. for a Survivor season. Yeah. At this point, we have gotten some backstory from a lot of different people. Yeah. Um, 
but not even just like the the one-off sobs like we've gotten like layers (laughs) right like it wasn't like oh here's the highlight uh and guess what they're going home this week that's what that's what i immediately texted you as well like a couple minutes after katara's story is like well I guess she might be going home this week because like, this is the first time we saw personal content from her outside of not liking Bruce. So shout out to production as well for the edit of the current season and getting to kind of see more of these players. But Alex, moving on, uh, we get a journey that takes place and Emily draws the green rock. And I was really hoping Jake would take this And, and Emily goes and decides not to risk her boat at the chance for safety. Do you, did you, uh, regardless of the outcome <laughs> of the of what happened? Yeah. Did she make the right decision? A hundred percent. As an as someone who loves chaos, I was like, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, because Emily's someone who also seems to like chaos, and so having her secretly be safe or be able to play, you know, I guess it wasn't. I was just safety, but or to lose her vote um, at a seven where I'm assuming Drew and Austin, who are going to try to make a move, you know, it was set up before that, that they didn't want to take out Emily and um, they could use her. It's like, Oh, if she doesn't have a vote, any plan could blow up. Um, or if there's concern about her not having a vote or safety, like it could just cause a lot more chaos, but I just love the very like matter of fact, logical, like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and it, I, to my, to me, it was the right move. And you know that was such a hard challenge. You're kind of faced with like, oh, four people out here have already tried this and couldn't do it. Um, could she have done it? Maybe. Um, but she also struggled with that other challenge. I think it was the math challenge out there. Yeah. Um, and it, so if I'm her. And I struggled through that math challenge and got it so wrong as, as she kind of admitted to doing, just kind of throwing out random symbols to to make it work and, and being so far off at the end. There's no way I risk my vote at that point. No, like you're in it. There's enough of a target on your back to go there. What I did love, though, is that when she drew the green rock, everyone was like, oh, Emily, you were the one who didn't want to go. And so it like it's almost a cover right because she's like guys i I, i'm good i don't want to go and then for her to go and we even get the confessional of her saying yeah of course i'm gonna go (laughs) you know i'm not gonna give it away i i I thought she played it really well and obviously we get the confessional from d that like i don't buy it which is just like a given at this point you're obviously not gonna buy it but under the circumstances i really do think she played it well absolutely yeah i agree my only kind of thought if i was in her shoes and had i chatted with caleb uh while you know spending our days on the beach just wait passing time by about that savvy challenge and we had worked through it mentally together or i had already worked through it with the people who tried it mentally that is the case in which i would have probably maybe said okay like i've already talked about this i know how to do it theoretically this is a big moment to have safety. Yeah, I'll risk my vote here. But outside of that, I think she made the complete right decision. I, I was actually texting with another friend, Alex. I hate to tell you this. I do have other friends outside what? of you. I know. Um, it's a shocker. But, you know, they were like, why, why did she Why? Why did she not risk her vote? Like she had like, it's immunity. I was like, well, like, 
We've seen it in episode two episodes ago when three people lost their vote, how it hamstrings, it limits the ability of the minority or for anyone to make a move. And so had Emily not had her vote going into this uh, and it would have just been six and six, I don't know that Drew can even, you know, lobby to go yeah. have, uh, to go after Julie in this. And so this is the right call outside of like a, she already knew how to do it. But even then, like you said, she had a little bit of performance anxiety during that, her one opportunity before, before now. For sure. And so, if she had an idol or something like that, totally different conversation. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Given her context, I think it's the right call. Yeah. So this, even, even knowing that she lost her, like she got voted out tonight. Yeah. Like and, even and, knowing that. Yeah. She was a target. Yeah. Right. Uh, so let's move on to what's happening back at camp and Oof. we'll kind of start this conversation going, um, with Drew wanting to make a move. Uh, I texted you mid episode. I think Drew is definitely the odd man out of this final four. I think he probably saw D I'm not close with D as Julie as Austin is. I'm not close with Julie. Uh, Austin and D are definitely the two uh, like linchpins of this four. I'm closer with Austin. I need to diminish mm-hmm. the power here. But my main question, I, I, th- I think Drew is right to need, knowing that he was the one that had to make a move. He could mm-hmm. not sit back on this like, hey, let's all four of us go to the final four. Was this week the right opportunity to make this move? Oh, gosh. Um. Or now, let me ask it. Let me ask yeah. it this way. Let me ask it this okay. way. Okay. Because we can always play the should have, could have, would have. Exactly. Right? Exactly. What would have been the benefits yeah. or the pros for waiting till the next cycle, the next week, or the next? Okay. okay. So, so here's the thing. Like, and and I, I my my pause was actually because it's like, you know, it ended up not being a great move, but. Yeah, I do think based on what I'm assuming Drew knows, which <laughs> that could be very close <laughs> to the truth or very far from the truth of what he actually knew out there. I think it is a good move um, yep. because I'm thinking through like playing two steps ahead, right? Like you've got this group of four, you have this group of three. Um, and they even talked as a group of four at the, the top of the episode. We got to keep going because if we vote someone out now, we lose our majority. So if he's playing two steps ahead, no one's expecting him to try to target Julie right now. Yep. He's They're expecting him next week to target Julie because yep. that's when it's quote unquote safe to do that. Yep. So in that sense, I do like him kind of jumping the gun with it. It creates a little bit more uncertainty if it's three and three later, especially yep. if you burn D. Um, you and Austin are done with at that point. But I, I think that's a solid move. I think the other thing here is I'm assuming he doesn't realize how close D and Austin are and the fact that he can work with Austin and he doesn't think that Austin's going to tell D um, because there's a world where like, hey, you're right. Like <laughs> if, if on the spectrum, you have Drew who's connected to Austin, who's connected to D, who's connected to Julie. For him to target Julie is does make the most sense. And yep. the fact that he said, hey, do you want to make a big move with your idol? And she said, no. <laughs> I mean, if someone tells you that, immediately you're like, well, I'm not going to go to the end with this person because they don't want to work with me. They don't want to be honest with me. Um, there's something off here. Like I want to work with someone who wants to play with yep. me. Um, so for all those things, I, I do think it was a solid move to target Julie here. Um, 
And ultimately it came down to Austin and D again, where um, I think he underestimated that like one, I think if he did that and if Austin didn't tell D D would not work with those two moving Mm -hmm. forward and it would be four versus two. Um, Maybe they could work with Jake. It seems like Drew and Jake seem to have a relationship. So I think Drew felt really close to Emily too. So he's got everyone but Katura. We haven't really seen a Drew and Katura relationship at this point. Mm-hmm. He's got everyone but her. Let's yeah. go ahead and take out Julie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is a... I don't think like it didn't work out well, but I think there was... We'll talk about this later. There's some other moves that should have happened uh, as this kind of play unfolded tonight. Yes. But... I think the benefit of waiting a week, I like what you said about like everyone's expecting the next vote to be the move. If he could have potentially like kind of shifted the target onto potentially Katura or Jake and like kept Emily as that like person that you and Austin can rally around together uh, as a, as a mutual kind of uh, partner, then the, obviously the, the three and three split, it is really hard. But whoever's left between Jake and um, Jake and Katura of that mm-hmm. vote, you still have potentially the majority of a four and two. Uh, now, obviously, the kind of kicker on this is the fact that <laughs> Julie has an idol. Yeah. Which, like, bro, <laughs> bro, <laughs> what? <laughs> I am. I'm shocked that he did not ask for that idol back before now. And and well, let me rephrase that. Back it up. Maybe he like made a comment to Julie about getting the idol back and, and right after the vote and we just haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But if he didn't, oh my gosh. Like that's and 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 more so that he gave the actual idol and not the amulet <laughs> to her. For sure. Is like one of those things of oh man, we did not think this plan through. <laughs> Which like, you know, they're they're out there starving on an island. Of course you didn't think through think something right. all the way through. But that, that's probably the biggest key in this move and why Drew felt the need to go ahead and make a move. Because mm-hmm. if Julie still has that idol, it, it's it's really even more dangerous to make this move uh, going forward. And, and we'll talk about this at post-challenge as we saw it kind of unfold. But I also wondered whether or not he shouldn't have even told Austin about yeah. this move um, and just and just and made the move and asked for forgiveness later. Yeah. I, that's the other piece of this where I think if he understood how close Austin and D were, or maybe forecasted like, Hey, that puts Austin in a tough situation because you're completely alienating D, which I don't think you would want to do. I don't think it's the right move not to tell D because if you make that move, D is not working with the two of you moving forward. So, um, yeah i'm with you it's i i like that idea like could he get emily katura and jake to make this move against julie could be really strong i also think here as much as i love d you know there's that idea of like hey we can weaken d by taking out julie uh or no it was julie saying we can weaken drew by taking out austin i think they could have taken out d as a safe bet yes um to weaken julie like spook her into playing her idol and then take out d uh, I would have hated to see that, but I, I do think that could be a right move. And then, you know, get Katura, get Jake on board. Everyone's voting Julie <clears throat> and then, or, you know, I guess everyone's voting D just make sure everyone's together. And then it's five versus one and Julie's on the outs. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think 
potentially targeting or not not telling Austin at all obviously really is risky because now Austin's like you know what you know come on man like what's yeah. up and potentially could have like remedied that by saying I did not want to put you in a situation where you had to tell D <laughs> that's right? that's such a Caleb move right uh, like <laughs> you're I right I mean you're right like hey I was looking out for you man and he can um, be either be upset with me but I would have and I think we saw in the episode, Austin says, yeah, the best move for me is to take out Julie. Yeah. Uh, and so you could have rationalized with Austin after the fact of, hey, like, this is why I did it. She had a lot of weight. We still have Emily. Like, let's move forward together. Uh, it, and now, like, D is 100% loyal to you and not like she's not going to be to me. So, like, I didn't want you to lose that alliance and I didn't want you to be put in a situation that compromised your trust with d uh because at you know while as much as we also don't want we think like this is just a game it's also bigger than a game outside of this and it's easy to sit from our couches and just go just lie to these people or make this move or do this thing it's much harder to do that face to face for sure so before we talk about the rest of this move because i have lots of thought because much more unfolds just want to shout out to this challenge, a fun immunity challenge that we see Drew win that with reward. Yeah. Uh, and Alex, we, I, I need to clarify with you. Okay. Hit me. Because during the episode, we, we were texting and I made a comment about how the end puzzle challenge is new for U.S. Survivor. Yeah. But it is actually a survivor, for, a challenge from Australian Survivor. Do, do you remember this challenge? Um. <laughs> what's what's funny about that is because that was the season blood versus water where literally yeah. every week for the first six weeks you gave the outplay award to production <laughs> for the challenges they're great challenges <laughs> so anyways for those that haven't seen blood versus water australian survivor uh they do like a team-based challenge with the carrying giant blocks and they have to kind of make this arched puzzle Oh, oh i'm with you now we our instagram post was was a screenshot of that yes it was a team <laughs> challenge it was bigger it wasn't the small blocks okay no I'm that's what you. i was saying it's based off of that yeah you didn't say that so no i did you, say a team challenge no your text right here they copied au survivor for explanation points that's all you said that's all you need no because um, I, I expect you to know immediately what i'm talking about alex i didn't um okay so what season was this rope challenge from was this a was this like last oh, season of us survivor I, I yeah we've seen we've seen this kind of like unspooling the the rope plenty of times before okay i love it yeah. i think it's so much fun because it's so complex of like yes. at what point do you try and even what i love the complexity of it's like you got to throw sandbags but you still have to have enough slack to yep. get those sandbags absolutely so much fun like it, it's all about it drew was channeling his inner war dog so great um so he was, really he was channeling multiple survivors because that throw was very reminiscent of war dog's throw uh but as well at the very end he decides to pull a michelle fitzgerald and kick down that block uh puzzle which my immediate reaction was like all right man you are you're, not michelle you're not you, michelle you don't have the honor of doing this yet oh you're not michelle <laughs> you are not michelle but but also i in his situation, I can't say I would not have done the same thing. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> okay, real quick, though. 
real quick. This answered an age-old question for me because so many times when they are building puzzles, yep. I'm like, we we see the back of yep. what the puzzle, and I'm like, how are they getting it so well? Like, are they different colored? Like, is one black, is one white, stuff like that. I'm sure if I look closely enough at previous seasons, I could tell. But this in particular, it actually showed what they were looking at was they were solving the black letters, but the white letters were on our side as the audience. And so it just answered an age-old question of like, oh, they are double-sided. Because I'm always like, well, if they're double-sided, isn't that like five times harder to figure out like what the actual puzzle is if they're building a fish or or whatever? And so that actually answered a big question I've had about Survivor. So thank you, Jeff. Actually, thank you, Austin, for getting it wrong. That way we could actually see <laughs> from the audience why you got it wrong. So thank you. Yes, the uh, just being dazed and like, Austin. I, I wish Jeff would have been like, Austin, hello. You have it wrong on the back. I was, I was like remembering Wendell when he was like, he like finished the puzzle and just stood there and someone else finished it. And he's like, but, but I finished it first. (laughs) Jeff's like, you didn't call Wendell at least actually finished it. And he was like (laughs) that episode. He just like throws up his hands. Like I I did it and never said, never really says it. And then someone comes in and says, Oh, I got it. And anyways yeah well drew drew took it on the chin right like because i i think there's a world uh, if austin. i'm Drew. sorry austin. austin did i keep switching those two um austin took it you know so well because i think if i'm him i throw a fit i'm like jeff i've had it done <laughs> <laughs> so he 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 laughed about it you know it all worked out. he's like bring me a dictionary uh, you can't test me. I've spelled it correctly. Right. Now, but you see like his gears turning of like, what other word could this be? <laughs> and it's like one of those words, like it's just long enough that you're probably like, wait, did I spell it correctly? I don't. <laughs> yeah, I think it's right. I'm pretty sure it's right, but obviously it's not. Yeah. So yes. Well, if I... Austin went home tonight after like oh, missing man. that and because of his idol from Julie taking him out, it would be a bad look. <laughs> missed missed opportunities there so obviously drew wins the challenge takes us back and and wins reward taking another boys night with jake and austin which i thought was the right choice Uh, it was a strategic choice it also was able to kind of like rationalize it a little bit the girls got a reward last week last time now we get a reward so like it was both strategic and kind of playing to the rest of the crowd and easily explainable. Uh, I love the moment back kind of in the water where it's like <laughs> all the women are left going, oh, hi. Yeah, like, oh, you targeting me and I'm targeting you. And we all know that we're targeting each other. Awesome. Very cool. Let's read the back of the buff. The the editing these past two weeks of like <laughs> the, the girls night, the boys night is just, it's been so good. And, yeah. and even earlier this season, I think it was at the, um, was it at the merge? Um, or knows when Kelly got voted out when it's like all the women were in the shelter and they're like, oh, like there are six of us. We we can do this. Like, let's make an all female ads. I wonder if they're thinking the same thing. And it's like the four <laughs> guys just like, oh, man, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not talking strategy at all. Just the the men versus women editing back and forth has really been a fun string this season. Absolutely. Which I'm disappointed. Uh, you know, Cassidy might not agree with me, but I'm disappointed in the lack of flatulence from women's night on the beach. Yeah. Versus a bit men's night. That's just. Yeah. Me. I'm with you. <laughs> well, Alex, a lot unfolds here now, but as a, as a 
very brief recap, right? We see Austin struggle with, and we're back up a little bit. We're all on the same page of Katura, Jake, Austin, and Drew are going to vote for Julie. And Austin is torn between telling the love of his survivor life, whether or not they're going to, that they're planning to blindside her best friend. Uh, or her her other number one on the island, uh, and potentially risk detailing that. And he tells her, which like they start talking about it, and <laughs> yeah. Austin like pauses. I was like, well, okay, you you just, just need to say her. it now, right? Like you've <laughs> already said everything that needs to be said. And so as soon as that happened, I was like, well, he's he's definitely telling her, and I'm very disappointed. Yeah. I don't disagree that it was not that it was the right, I don't know that it was the right or the wrong move, potentially the wrong move um, for Austin in the situation. If your plan is to make sure that you have D as a working number going forward. Um, I don't think, I think D is a savvy enough player to go to the other side and mm-hmm. now work against the other power couple yeah. in, in the show. Right. So like, yeah. Potentially she works with you later on down the line, but like I, I think that's a huge risk, especially now that we've seen Drew has the ability to win an immunity challenge um, going forward. But then D decides to tell Julie, which I don't disagree with her, her decision to tell yeah. her as well. Julie then starts to get paranoid, like because and and pitches Austin to Emily and Jake, which to me was her attempt to see if she could save having to play her idol yeah uh right like to see if we could if they would split their votes elsewhere and we could make a move and so i think she realized that didn't happen i have lots of questions about how all of this unfolded because it ended with tribal council being six votes on julie and Mm -hmm. one vote on emily and alex i am frustrated at everyone not named julie okay because it it felt like this did not have to happen this way. A mm-hmm. uh, couple. I'm going to go on a rant here, so so go Please. ahead and and. Which again, I, we're not there. We don't see everything, but several questions. D, why did you vote for Julie? Everyone knows that you told D like that, that you can't hide behind that. You risked Julie going off the deep end, mm-hmm. uh, or, or going you know rogue and voting out your number one ally. B, don't tell, don't tell her that he's your number one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bad call. (laughs) Bad call. Well, okay. Uh, But there's a moment too where Julie, when she finds out, she's like, well, I'm going to take out Austin to weaken Drew. And I think there was a moment and it wasn't shown at least where it's like, D, you need to say like, Austin just saved you. Like without Austin, you would be going home tonight with an idol in your pocket. Austin is the reason you you are safe yep. like doubly because he gave you his idol that you haven't right. given back but two he is the re- he's the mole <laughs> he's the reason you're still safe i wish that argument was used yeah. um and we just didn't see it get used yeah and, and maybe it did get used we just did not see it get used because ultimately she does decide to take out emily rather than austin austin would have been the more chaotic and fun play and what i was rooting for two it kind of becomes evident evident to everyone that Julie knows what's happening. And so I'm frustrated by everyone else because why did we go along with this plan? 
like that, my question like that I want to ask each and every one of them is like what why like it was pretty clear that Julie knew what was going to happen what did you think like how did you let that kind of unfold Emily why didn't you throw a vote on Austin or yeah. throw a vote on Jake or Katura or, or excuse me on D in particular yes uh why did I really wanted when that all started happening I really wanted Jake Katura and Emily to kind of go off to the side and say, Hey, Reba's imploding. Let's just take out D. Yeah. Because, because we can. Uh, so like that's the move. (laughs) And so the other thing too, like those three may not have known Julie had an idol, but Drew did. And if Drew's the one rallying the troops to take out Julie, he, like he knows (laughs) that she is an idol and it's very evident. She knows she's going home to him. why didn't he tip off the other three and again we didn't see it but why didn't he tip off the other three to say like hey she has an idol if we all lay her votes our votes on her yeah she's gone because austin knew that d knew that in particular i I guess we didn't hear from austin but d knew like hey julie's just gonna vote for emily so we're good um that's why austin told d and knowing julie would find out i just don't understand why drew didn't kind of connect the dots and and maybe it's because he's safe and he's kind of like well like all right either emily or julie goes home and if emily goes home i'm i get a jury vote at the end of the day i i forgot that they they may not have realized that she had an idol that that's a great point it explains why they didn't potentially come together uh to do something but even still like maybe it's like hey let's, let's not leave this up for chance i'm really just surprised that no one threw a just another random vote out to ensure that it wasn't up to someone in particular, whether it was Drew who mm-hmm. knew now was pretty confident that Julie was going to play an idol and be safe. Yeah. Uh, and therefore someone else that I'm close with, or I'm trying to work with is going home Yeah. Um, or D yeah. knowing that like, Hey, people are going to put two and two together about how she figured this out. I want to make sure that the person I want home, want to go home, goes home yeah right and also that's like a you know there was a lot of conversation about emily revealing that she was behind bruce not playing the idol that's another <laughs> like tip and uh, like like feather in these cap to say yeah i knew that this blindside was happening and i stopped it yeah right? like and right i could dictate the vote <laughs> there so right and and like you said d's having enough to be able to work her way through that i i at least i believe i'm with you my first thought was the just throw the vote on emily and and I guess when I saw her not do that, it was kind of like I felt more confident that Austin yeah. was safe because it's like, okay, D feels confident in Julie yeah. that Julie's gonna vote on Emily. But it's like, hey, you know, and I think they said the thing about like, hey, we have to act mad at each other after tribal council or something like that. Um, to try to like mask the fact that D told her, which I don't yeah. think anyone will buy, but yeah. I'm like, D throw a vote on Emily. But I do love the idea of like, Emily, let's throw a vote on D just in case or drew let's throw a vote on d and if i'm drew and vote for d and emily goes home like i i blame emily for that vote <laughs> i don't i don't know yeah. if it work right but like you're already blindsiding julie d's probably not going to work with you moving forward so you might as well throw a vote her way absolutely which i think it's a great point for d like maybe the reason that she did not throw a throw a vote out is to demonstrate trust in julie right so Every time, like, you know, we say, like, they should do this, there's always probably a little bit more context or another reason as to why maybe someone didn't do something. And that could be a, a possible reason, uh, is that rather than shake up 
already broken trust with Julie or potentially like shaky trust with Julie to kind of confirm that I trust you to make the decision that we made. It's risky, but I'm, I'm going to trust you doing that going forward. The other question I have for Drew, I believe, was it him that said this in a tribal council or maybe someone else? And I'm just associating it with Drew. But there's been talk this season about when you take your shot, you cannot miss. And that's what's <laughs> most confusing about the suspicion that Julie might be playing her idol. And then there's no seemingly no backup plan yeah. to tar and, and maybe it was because he did like truly knew that if he voted out D, it was going to just tear a rift between him and Austin and they were not going to be able to work together. Um, and, and that could be an explanation. But if you wanted to make this move and wanted it to have a positive net outcome for him, he needed to have a backup plan, mainly once he realized that it was falling apart. Once he realized that Austin spilled the beans to D, when Austin told him, yeah, I told D, that is the moment that I think Drew should have said, okay, we have to completely shift our entire our entire plan. Austin is going to be, at the end of the day, be loyal to D. Yeah. Uh, so I now have to take D out. Yeah. So. Yeah. And if he's mad at you, he's mad at you. Like that, that's the, right. but like you have to, you're, what we are potentially going to see next episode is the whole re before is just broken apart. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that, that's, that is already going to have happened if Julie doesn't go home. So you might as well make the most of the situation mm -hmm. and you just lost a crucial ally in Emily. Yeah. Well, one other quick editing thing I noticed was as they were talking, I think it was um, Austin and D talking about Julie and, and Hey, she's kind of a threat, stuff like that. Um, it's showing her making fire at camp <laughs> <laughs> and it's For kind sure. of like going back and forth. The B roll is her starting to fire. And then you hear Emily go, wow, you're really good at that. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's like, what kind of foreshadowing is that right <laughs> of is Julie going to win the fire making challenge? Yeah. I, I don't know. Hey, honestly, I, I'm not opposed to a, a Julie win here. I mean, when was the last time we saw a older woman win a season? I, is it potentially um, Denise? Um, Denise? I think so. So uh, it's, just, it's just been a while. And so like, yeah. rightfully so. They, like Julie's been playing a good social game. <laughs> Quite literally 10 years ago, <laughs> like 20 seasons ago. <laughs> I guess it'd be over 10 years. Yikes, 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 yikes. So I'm uh, not opposed to that win. And I also like, I went on a lot of rants just now as we kind of wrap up this part of the episode, Alex. I do want to give a very important caveat to all listeners uh, that we don't see everything uh, at the end of the day. I'm frustrated at some of the moves that were that were made because I, I can't see them. Heck, Emily was frustrated at Gabler's gameplay. Meanwhile, when we were covering that season, I was like, here's all the things Gabler's doing. And here's how he's making a move because I was reading between some of the lines and also kind of like really exaggerating. And you're some obnoxious. Of the things was, yeah, and I'm yeah. obnoxious. <laughs> sure. Uh <laughs> but my, my point being is that we don't see everything. Uh, I would really just want to like sit down with all these players and ask about this vote. And it will be very interesting to see some of the exit press uh, post-game interviews that happen with these players to get more context for this vote in particular and why it went down the way that it did. For sure. So Caleb, my question for you, as we kind of move towards the end of our episode here, 
this final six, Jake Katura yep. from Bello. Yep. And then the Reba four, Julie D. Austin Drew. Eleven weeks ago, <laughs> ten weeks ago, would you have ever predicted these are the top six? Well, I knew Jake was going to be there because uh, eight, eight weeks ago I called him my dark horse winner pick. So, and just in case we're wondering, the unofficial dark horse winner pick Jake Watch, and it's still going. No, okay. Clarification. <laughs> you said the darkest horse winner That's pick, true. which would technically be like the least likely period. That that could still win. It would be like the, the least likely to win that could win. That would be the definition. Right, of but you didn't horse. say who couldn't win. So like he could have been like no, that's the definition. That that's the definition no, of a dark not. horse. Yes. No, dark horse, but not darkest horse. That's not a thing. Yes. Oh, okay, Alex. You're you're trying to like pull back this prediction from me because you are afraid that it's going to be right and you can't have it be right. I I've said on record I would quit the podcast <laughs> if he wins. Again, nothing against Jake. Yeah. Just that no. that prediction. Well, it's okay. SMU won this weekend, so you know Owen's going to come on the podcast apparently, or or replace you. Oh that, yeah, that, yeah. That was the bet. <laughs> if you didn't listen to our episode last week, SMU where Caleb works, Tulane where Owen works are playing each other um, in a game, and uh, the bet was that Caleb proposed was, "Hey, well, if SMU <laughs> wins, Owen, you have to replace Alex on the podcast, and if Tulane wins, you have to replace Alex on the podcast." So when 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 um, when all around when when well. You heard it here first. Cassie and I will start a podcast as <laughs> as a rival podcast to yours. It'll be great. That, oh, oh, that's great. Sorry, I just kicked a dog on accident. Um, are you, Are you serious? I went to go what scratch. A jerk. My, I went to go scratch my foot, and like <laughs> my dog's head was right there. You heard it here first. Caleb kicks dogs. Jeez. <laughs> oh, he knows. He knows. Um, Alex, but yeah, Jake. Again, I don't. I don't know how he might win. But I just have a feeling. I have a feeling he's going to win. Yeah. But uh, we kind of, it's the final six, Alex. We typically ask this type of question at this point. And what is everyone's, what what does everyone need to, what's everyone's maybe best move, good move? What should be their next move? Let's do it that way. What should everyone's next move be in going into this final six? Oh gosh. Um Katura and Jake. I like that they're working together. They need to shut up and start practicing fire. That's what they need to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um Austin and D, I mean, I feel like they are gonna be the ones kind of holding the glue together. Um and and one of the two of them is gonna have to cut their closest ally if they want to stay together. My fear is how are the Reba four going to distinguish themselves from one another? I think yeah. that's the big fear. And so I think each one of them needs to begin to figure out what's my move. And and this in particular, is this Austin's move? Is this D's move? Or is this Julie's move to take out Emily? It wasn't yep. Drew's move. And so, but any of those three at the end of the day can claim, well, I'm the catalyst for why this happened. Yeah. Um, most obviously it's Julie, but D can say, well, I didn't have to tell Julie. She could have yep. went home. Um, I didn't, I want to take this move away from Drew. Austin could have said, I want to take this move away from Drew. I told D to preserve my relationship with her, keep trust there and knowing she would tell Julie. So I, I think it's real tip. I think the Reba four need to distinguish themselves from one another here. Um, 
I think they need to use Katura and Jake for that as well, because I think those two are going to be looking to add to their resume. Yeah. Now we've seen new era survivor. You don't have to add to your resume until final (laughs) final five uh, and you can still win. Uh, Nothing against those winners whatsoever, but um, I think it's still a wide open game. I'd be surprised if Katura wins just based on what we've seen so far um, because it has been so one-sided. We haven't seen like the strategy piece other than getting Bruce out. And even with that, we didn't see a lot of her driving getting Bruce out for that either. Um, Jake, I I still think we need to see more strategy from Jake. Um, I am really curious though of what this jury will actually be looking for because you've got a lot of personalities on the jury. I mean, Kendra and Emily are feel, feel like kind of two opposite ends of the spectrum. Kelly's a really big game player, you know, Austin or not Austin. Caleb's been on the jury for a while now. Um, didn't really know a lot of these players very well. So where is he going to land? I just, I think it's wide open. I think the biggest thing they, they need to start making some big moves for their, for their resume because we just haven't seen that yet. Absolutely. I, I like what you said. And this is what has been interesting about the Reba four is typically in a, small a a strong alliance one person seems to kind of like emerge as the driving force of the alliance during during the season and you're right i i don't know who that is at this point yeah right i don't know who to point to and say it's definitely this person at one earlier in the merge i was pointing at d Mm-hmm. watching drew kind of operate I, i'd say probably maybe d and austin are kind of the linchpins but do they even get the credit for all those moves and so i kind of want d and austin to end up in the <laughs> final three to see how that's our like, i want it's like d austin and um who know uh katara or jake yep and see how that kind of unfolds and so that is what, what that is what has been cool about this final four this kind of four person alliance in general for sure so alex let's wrap up this episode it's been a good one i'm excited to see how the last two episodes unfold a little bit later of a finale than we're used to i think typically Mm -hmm. next week would be the finale but christmas is coming early on december 20th so And uh, with a finale of Survivor that day. But for now, let's give out our Outwit, Outplay, and Outlast awards. Starting with Outwit, who, you know, displayed social strategy this week. So before we started filming uh, tonight, Caleb and I actually shared our Outwit, Outplay, Outlast players, which we never do. Um, (laughs) And so I'm switching it just to keep things uh, lively. Uh, My Outwit... Social strategy, it's going to the showmans of Dean Austin for being <laughs> in the middle here, preserving their showmans. And um, again, like the the kind of reason behind a lot of this vote happening, whether, you know, between the target, between how it ended up, um, I'm I'm going Dean Austin. It, it's yeah. a bit of a wild card left, you know, out of left field pick, but yeah. we'll go for it. I don't know. I don't know that it's that out of left field because I'm picking D in particular for telling Julie about what was happening. I think it was vital that D did not lose Julie going into this last part of the season. And more so she was able to keep Austin's name off the block, whether she collaborated with Julie before her vote or not. 
Austin didn't go home. So she, using her relationships, saved both of her primary alliances, which I think is really outstanding, given that it could have gone drastically different for her. For sure. Yep. How about outplay? Oh. Idols, advantages, challenges. It's Julie. Nullify the majority of the votes. Use it to get out the person who is gunning for her most uh and didn't give back the idol i mean she played an idol to save herself when it was six to one and she didn't even find the idol and the guy who gave it to her wanted it back so uh yeah it's julie uh absolutely yeah my outplay is also julie but from like three episodes ago that julie for asking for the idol in the first place and then never giving it back way to go julie if that doesn't happen you don't find yourself in this situation which is a lesson to show maybe don't be so loosey goosey giving idols away. Yep. Uh, you never know. And like also maybe ask for them back right after the tribal happens. Just, you know, <laughs> who knows what that looks like, but maybe we'll get to ask Austin one day. Um, I'm sure there is actually a reasonable explanation. Yeah. It's also important to keep in mind that maybe that was like only like two days ago because, you know, we, we wait a week in between and, the, the season is so accelerated now that it may have been like 36 hours or 48 hours or something like that. But yeah. how about Outlast? Who helped their game the most this episode? Uh, so I, I think it's important to acknowledge this moment. I am officially starting my campaign on the Loomis Looney train. And it's Jake. And and Here here's the go. reason. Here's Here the reason. Go. We didn't even talk about Jake tonight. Neither did the episode when Jake should be the <laughs> biggest target right now to go home. And and, and so he wasn't. And I, I do think that's the right move. I think there are bigger targets right now. And I think he's got a pretty clear path to the final four. And I, I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now, you know, and, and really what I landed on prior to this episode was it's going to be an Austin drew Emily final three where Austin and drew are going to split some votes and maybe only get one or two between the two of them, and Emily's going to run away with it in the middle. I'm actually changing that now. Obviously, I have to change it now. <laughs> I think it might be an all-male final three, and Jake would take it between that. Well, so I... that this is my official um, announcement that that I'm joining. I, If I would have thought about it more than two minutes ago, I would have made a tinfoil hat for tonight. Um, but I didn't, so I'll make sure to wear it next week. Hey, those last minute decisions are sometimes the best ones, Alex. Um, welcome to the club. Uh, it's great to be here uh, with, with the Jake hype train. Uh, for those that are listening to this podcast and like, what, like, why do they keep talking about Jake? Uh, as Alex mentioned there, he wasn't really shown that much, but I'll ask you to go take a closer look because not only was Jake not mentioned very much in this episode. We still got several comments from him about his strategy in the game that was irrelevant necessarily to the um, the outcome of the vote, which is just like a, a subtle hint that maybe something's going along with Jake. But also he had the quote of the episode that he didn't want to be a, a tree anymore. Um, yep. He didn't want to be an explicit expletive tree anymore. Uh, he wants to be in that supporting role. In the play of my life, you were an effing tree. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, my outlast just goes to who knows. Uh, I was so Shut just... Shut up. No, pick a, pick <laughs> I, a player. I was so just frazzled with this episode. Uh, honestly, I think D 
helped their game the most. I think I can't suspect that she is going to be the one that takes the next hit from the breakdown of the Rebas because of Austin. Potentially, she kind of like maybe an idol gets played or something like that. But uh, I, I think she helped her game the most um, when she arguably had the most to lose this episode. Mm. Ooh. So. Quote of the episode. Sure. Yeah, maybe. Well, Alex, we have talked about this one long enough. We could talk a lot more, but for now, we're going to wrap things up. As a reminder, you can find us on Instagram at Speaking Llama, Spotify and Apple Podcast. Like, subscribe, leave a five-star review or, you know, a four-star review. That'll be no, great, too. No. If you're going to leave a four-star <laughs> review, don't leave it. Jeez. <laughs> I hate podcasts that are like, leave a five-star review. It's like, oh, like, leave the review that you that you want to leave. Yeah. You know? Um. Real, real quick, fun fact. Uh, yesterday we had a trivia day at my office, and one of our student workers created it because he's graduating. So each week he does like little quizzes. So he did a quiz, um, and one section of trivia was about our office, and the uh, it was like Jeopardy, so 200, 400, 600, 800, 800,000 points. The eight hundred point question was, "What's Alex's podcast name?" Um, <laughs> and I, so I, I answered it, and I actually had to leave, and there was. Apparently, heated debate on whether it was speaking llama, talking llama, or speaking llamas. Um, <laughs> and they were like, well, let's look at Alex's scorecard and whatever he says goes. And I was like, ah, I should have put a survivor podcast. Um, <laughs> but then as soon as they said it, everyone's kind of groany and a couple of people knew it. I just turned around. I was like, bonus points if you like and subscribe. <laughs> Extra bonus points if you leave a five-star review. I'm calling it right now. Uh, no one did. But yeah, so our, our podcast is getting popularity uh, amongst a small team here at YouTube. So, shout out okay. to my students who listen to. That's great. Hey, shout out to my SMU students who also listen. There, you know, There's a handful out there too. So with that, we're going to wrap it up. Everyone have a great night and we will speak llama to you later. <laughs>